You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode. It is Thursday, April 1st, and no joking, we've got a fun episode for you today right here on Locked On Nittany Lions. I am Kevin McGuire, the editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group and a contributor to AthlonSports.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them what Locked On sent you. We have some fun, interesting topics of conversation for you today. Some first impressions from new men's basketball coach at Penn State, Michael Shrewsbury. Their reaction and the follow-up conversation coming out of Penn State's Pro Day continues to be a fun topic of a discussion. I got a chance to hop on a couple of different podcasts this week on the Locked On Podcast Network and sharing some of my input and some of my reaction to what we saw out of some of the Penn Staters, hoping to hit it big in the NFL at the next level. So we'll get into a little bit of what I had to say there, kind of uh, reassess some of the thoughts we've had over the course of the past week. And of course, today is opening day in Major League Baseball. I know that I'm excited. We want to make sure that you are plugged in for everything that's going to be happening on the diamond this year as well. But before we get into all that, I want to make sure you are following this podcast on whatever podcasting app you prefer. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and the all-new Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. If you're a Radio.com user, get used to Odyssey. That is the brand new name. And of course, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you give us a follow. And of course, leaving ratings and reviews will really help us out as we continue to move forward. Of course, we also invite you to be socially connected with us from your socially safe distance, of course. And you can do that by following us on Twitter and liking us on Facebook and checking us out on Instagram, all using the username LockedOnNittany. And yeah, it's been in hibernation for a while, but stay tuned to Twitch. We're going to bring back some Twitch streams and start doing some live Twitch streams as we record these podcasts beginning once again here in April uh, ready to bring it back. It's been a while since we have had the time to really set up and do a live stream as we put together the podcast, but very interested to see what you guys have to say as we continue to add that into the mix, add that to the rotation. We want to make sure there is no shortage of ways for you to stay connected with us. Send us your questions, send us your comments. We'll get them into the podcast. And of course, like I said earlier, we are available pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you give us a follow today. Today, of course, is a pretty big day on the sports calendar. It is opening day for Major League Baseball, and we're not going to go too deep into the weeds as far as baseball and analytics and how disappointing I think the Phillies are going to be this year, but I do want to make sure that you guys are aware that the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered for all things baseball. Now, here in the state of Pennsylvania, we've got two Major League Baseball teams. You've got the Phillies, you've got the Pirates, and lo and behold, We've got a podcast covering both of those. So you've got the Locked On Phillies podcast if you're a Phillies fan. We've got the Locked On Pirates podcast if you are a Pirates fan. Go find them on Twitter as well. Give them a follow and help support the show. I know the Locked On Phillies podcast has a new host this year. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the Locked On Phillies podcast lately, uh, brand new host there. Uh, Locked On Pirates continuing to have some fantastic coverage from the Pittsburgh side of things. So if you're a baseball fan, now's a good time to add some more podcasts to your rotation. Check out Locked On Phillies and Locked On Pirates. Of course, there's a Locked On Major League Baseball podcast as well, and Locked On Fantasy Baseball, lots of stuff. But the the big thing here is 
We now have a baseball season that's back in swing, and of course, fans will be able to attend games this year. Right here in Pennsylvania, there's still restricted attendance figures, of course, as you can understand, and it's still something that we're going to be monitoring as we get closer to the college football season because we want to see what's going to happen with these outdoor sporting events here in the state of Pennsylvania, what's going to happen with the attendance. That's something that I think a lot of Penn State fans should be paying close attention to because it could be a very strong indication of what's going to happen with Beaver Stadium when it opens up for the college football season. So as we know, uh, I think the Pirates and the Phillies both have about 8,000 fans, roughly, give or take. I don't know exactly what the numbers are per stadium, but I I know the Phillies are going to have about 8,000 fans available to come into a game at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. I would imagine, considering PNC Park is basically the same size, uh, it's probably going to be pretty similar. So that's something to keep in mind. These are 45,000 seat stadiums, basically. So you've got 8,000 fans that are going to be able to attend a game. Obviously, you're talking a very small percentage compared to what a potential packed house could be for those stadiums. So what's going to happen as the season goes on? Well, that's the big key here. We want to find out how soon that stadium capacity is going to be increased. How much is it going to be increased? Are we going to be talking about a 50% uh, full stadium by the end of the baseball season, by the all-star break? And what kind of trajectory is that going to have as you get into September when college football starts to roll around? So that's just something to keep a very close eye on because I know a lot of Penn State fans are very curious about how many fans are going to be able to attend a game at Penn State. Now, the state of Pennsylvania is going to kind of mandate those outdoor restrictions as far as attendance is concerned. So not a whole lot that Penn State can do. But as we have said time and time again, as the message has come out from Penn State, from Sandy Barber, the athletics director, from James Franklin, the Penn State football coach, they are going to do everything they can right now to ensure that as many people can come back in the fall as they possibly can. We don't know what that number is going to be. I'm not fully anticipating a 110,000 seat uh, stadium to be packed to the brim with fans in all of their whiteout clothes uh, by the time that Auburn comes around. I was talking to one of our buddies uh, covering Auburn uh, this week, and he said that he was hoping to be able to come up for that game in, I think it's week two of this schedule, maybe week three. Uh, I forget off the top of my head, but he's hoping to that to to be able to get to that game and to hope that it's going to be a full crowd. And I flat out told him, I would not get your hopes up about Beaver Stadium being fully open by the time that Auburn comes into Happy Valley. I'm just, you know, I'm a little reluctant to suggest that it's going to be that that open by the time the start of the football season comes around. But we could be talking about maybe 60% capacity. Again, you know, I'm optimistic and I feel like that that's being optimistic and I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just saying the way things are going right now, I would be shocked if you're talking about a full Beaver Stadium by the time that the college football season starts. But let's pay attention. What happens in the baseball season? What happens in Philadelphia with the Phillies? What happens in Pittsburgh with the Pirates? And we're not talking about what happens with the baseball teams. We're talking about what's happening with the capacity of their stadiums and what that could tell us about the upcoming season uh, for college football. Also, the NFL as well. We'll keep that in mind as well. But you know, right here, we're focused on what's going to happen in Beaver Stadium. We might get an indication with what's going to happen in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh this summer. So just keep an eye out for that. What I do know is that I'm ready to hit the road this summer. I want to go somewhere. I want to go some places, and you probably want to do the same thing. Well, the first stop you have to make is right on your computer at rockauto.com. Make sure you have everything ready for your car or your truck. Make sure it is ready to go on the road when you are as well. 
Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving customers all their auto parts needs for 20 years. And the reason why is because they make it as simple and painless as possible. And they're going to give you the best prices available too. It doesn't matter if you're a novice who knows absolutely nothing about your car or if you're a professional, they're going to give you the best deals that they possibly can. And they make it incredibly easy to find everything you need. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, make sure you're following along with Locked On Nittany Lions. Now, of course, one of the big stories this week in Happy Valley was the formal introduction of new men's basketball coach Micah Shrewsbury. Micah Shrewsbury coming over to Penn State for his first head coaching job in the Big Ten. He comes to Penn State after previously serving as an assistant coach at Purdue under head coach Matt Painter. And of course, one of the things that we saw once again that was on full display was just how much respect Shrewsbury has for Painter and former Butler head coach, current Boston Celtics head coach, uh, Brad Stevens. And the relationships that he has with each of those coaches really goes deep, it looks like. And one of the first impressions I had out of Micah Shrewsbury is, he certainly feels like he has the right mentality for what Penn State needs. I don't think Penn State needed a coach that's going to be like an axe grinder or whatever. Like, this is a guy that seems well-reasoned, understanding and appreciative of the opportunity he has to really build something from the ground up. I've said time and time again, Penn State basketball always seems to go through a cycle where they bring in a new head coach, they say all the right things, they try to go about changing the image of Penn State basketball, and then they maybe make a little bit of rounds of success before it ultimately comes back to bite them and they have to go through the whole cycle once again. So I don't know what's going to happen here with Michael Shrewsbury in the next four, five years, whatever the case may be. But I do think that he certainly came off as a head coach who understands that this is a pretty big challenge, but also know that he has resources available to him and contacts that he can rely on for advice whenever he needs them. And one of the things that Shrewsbury mentioned in his uh, introductory press conference was the kind of respect uh, that he has for Matt Painter, who is still taking his phone calls, believe it or not, because even though they are now uh, opposing the head coaches within the Big Ten, the relationship and the friendship that the two of them have, it still transcends the competitive angles that they will ultimately be taking when they go head-to-head on the court. Now, obviously, Matt Painter is not going to help Penn State recruit or anything like that, but he is always going to be opening the door for uh, potential advice or to lend an ear. And you know what? You get that a lot between coaches in college football and college basketball and probably other sports as well. I think college coaches are always going to have that open line of communication because ultimately they're in a little bit of a fraternity of their own, right? So there's only so many head coaches out there. Who else do you go to for advice than maybe another head coach? And why not be somebody who you were serving as an assistant under and continue to have a really good friendship to this day? 
So I, I think that that is always going to be a very valuable resource. And we saw an image of Brad Stevens in a video conference uh, with Micah Parsons and Penn State uh, during their live coverage. And Brad Stevens showed up in, with his family in Penn State gear. Uh, I thought it was a little bit of a throwaway line when he mentioned it last week and when he was complimenting Micah Shrewsbury. But hey, you know, maybe it was just for show, but you know what? It's a good show to have. So I do think that that's something that can be pretty encouraging moving forward. Now, I will note that Penn State's previous head coach, Pat Chambers, came from Villanova, had a relationship with Jay Wright. And, you know, I think the world of Jay Wright, I think he's one of the best college basketball coaches there is. So I always thought it was going to be pretty encouraging to see a Villanova assistant come and try to build something at Penn State, kind of mimicking what Villanova has had that has been so successful for them. Obviously, that didn't quite work out. They had uh, some they had some positive moments for sure, but we all know how that all played out. But I'm not suggesting that you know we're going to be going through this whole cycle again just yet. But I do think that Michael Shrewsbury certainly has a lot to work with moving forward, or I should say he has a lot to do moving forward because he may not have a whole lot to work with. We already know that Jamari Wheeler already transferred to Ohio State of all schools. He actually announced his transfer on the day that Michael Shrewsbury was introduced as the head coach. So uh, I, I think Michael Shrewsbury certainly understands the the temperature of what's going on right now and he should be given plenty of time to build things the way that I think he wants to moving forward so Penn State has a very good coach that has been hired to lead their men's basketball program we'll have to see what he does X's and O's when he's actually the head coach we obviously know that he's been credited for running the offensive plays for Purdue and there's a there's a lot of positive energy that will be brought with him and his basketball IQ but being a head coach can be a little bit of a different breed sometimes you're the one calling all those shots uh I'm not suggesting that this is going to blow up in Penn State's face but I do like what I saw out of Micah Shrewsbury at his uh, introductory press conference and some of the the media gatherings following that he sure seems like he is ready for this opportunity he has a lot of work to do but he's going to have plenty of time to do it. And I think that he at least has the right mindset for taking on what is historically a very challenging situation. I mentioned that baseball is now opening up while the best place to make your picks for the baseball season is, of course, with our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, from the NBA and the NHL to the upcoming basketball Final Four and, of course, Major League Baseball. Take a look at some of the over-unders for the Phillies and the Pirates. You can get the Phillies at 81.5 and the Pirates at 59.5. Do you like either of those overs? You know what? I'm kind of hedging that the Phillies go over on that 81.5. And I think the Pirates will get at least 60 wins. So I'm taking the over on both the Phillies and the Pirates. I'm going to parlay them together. And at the end of the year, we'll see how we do. You also have a few more chances to play some bets on some college basketball. The final four lines are out. You can get Baylor minus five against Houston Cougars or Gonzaga giving 14 to those surprising UCLA Bruins. That is a line that is so big. I am very tempted to go with UCLA plus the 14 while it's still sitting there. In fact, I'm going to do that on Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And again, it is the best place to place your bets and it is totally free to sign up. Head to their website, betonline.ag, or you can do this on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N. Bet Online, your 
online sportsbook experts. Time once again to check in on that other bracket that's going on, and that, of course, is Is Built Built Bar Madness. Madness. We are down to one final spot to determine who will play for the Built Bar Championship. Cookie Dough Chunk is already set up for the final championship as they have just taken out cookies and cream in the flavorful four. So let's go to the other side of the bracket where two strong heavyweights are going head to head. You've got Mint Brownie, who's coming off an incredible victory against Coconut Puff, going up against Coconut Brownie Chunk, the newcomer to the team, but it is still a very viable contender. And for my money, this is the one to watch. Coconut Brownie Chunk to me is the best built bar on the market. But you get a chance to cast your vote to determine which flavor is the best built bar out there. A lot of support for that mint brownie out there. So I think coconut brownie chunks in for quite the battle today. Of course, you can cast your votes for this round on the Built Bar Madness by going to BuiltBar.com. Make sure you follow all the action on their Twitter account at bar underscore built. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Get 15% off your next order on all the amazing selections they have at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the The best best tasting tasting protein protein bar. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikema and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on all 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of which, the continuing discussion this week with I have had with a number of people out there has been reacting to Penn State's Pro Day last week. Now, obviously, since then, we have seen Pro Days at Ohio State with Justin Fields and Alabama, of course. And there's still some intrigue into what's coming out of this Pro Day event that was held last week in Happy Valley. We already know that Micah Parsons is one of the top stars in this NFL draft class, at least as far as defense is concerned. Very much looking like a lock to go in the first round. Again, we still see him kind of scattering around different spots in the first round. He has gone from being a top 10 pick to maybe being a top 15 pick. I've even seen a couple mock drafts that have him down in the early 20s. But bottom line is, Micah Parsons is going to be drafted in the first round. It's just a matter of where he ends up going. Uh, Maybe if he goes to that 12th pick with the Philadelphia Eagles, you're not going to hear me complain just to be throwing that out there. Uh, Even though I think the Eagles need a wide receiver, it would not shock me if they go a different way. And they just always have a way of disappointing me. But if they happen to draft Michael Parsons, I am not going to be disappointed one bit because I think that Michael Parsons is certainly the best linebacker in this draft class. There's no question about that. And there's no question that Micah Parsons is very confident in his own self. I saw him tweet earlier before I went ahead to record this episode that he doesn't think there's anybody like him in this draft class. And I don't think there's too many people that are arguing that. Now, again, one thing to keep in mind when you're looking at all these mock drafts and where the draft order is going to be, the teams that are drafting in the top 10 don't necessarily have a strong need for a linebacker. There are so many other positions that a lot of NFL teams will focus on. Quarterback, offensive line, maybe defensive line before they even get to linebacker. So that's why you start to see a player that is as talented as Micah Parsons maybe go down a little bit in the draft order. And then as teams are making trades and shuffling the draft order up, 
those needs are going to be changing as well. And some of the players that are available may be slipping around a little bit because one team that maybe needs one position here is going to be moving up. It changes the whole draft order. There's a little bit of a domino effect sometimes, but I'm not seeing any reason to suggest that Michael Parsons is not going to be drafted in the first round. The Denver Broncos still seem like they are a very solid uh, prediction for Micah Parsons, regardless of where he's ended up being drafted. I've seen a lot of people uh, slot him to the Denver Broncos. But as much attention as Micah Parsons gets, I still think that the most intriguing player right here is Jason Owe. And I said this on the Locked on Big Ten podcast with my man Ben Stevens, which you can hear today, by the way, the Locked on Big Ten podcast. I'm on there over there with Ben Stevens talking about Penn State's Pro Day and a little bit Micah Shrewsbury. Uh, I also, I believe, mentioned this to Patricia Trina, who hosts the Locked On Giants podcast, the New York Giants podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I was on her podcast on Tuesday, or actually Wednesday. Uh, so there's definitely some interesting conversations that are being had about where Jason Oway is going. Now, after the pro day, uh, I saw one mock draft that still had him going late in the second round, which I thought was a little surprising because it does seem as though he is a player that is having his draft stock continue to improve. And there's discussions about whether or not he's going to be a first-round draft pick. So seeing him go late in the second round, probably a little surprising to me based on some of the reactions that we have seen about Jason Oway from his pro day. There's no question. He has the speed. You put that on the edge. Uh, he's going to be a very, very fun player to watch, I think, at this next level continue, as he continues to improve. So I think that we're talking about a second first-round draft pick for Penn State. I think Jason Oway is going to sneak into the first round because there are not a lot of great defensive ends available in this particular draft class, and that's why he could be benefiting from the lack of defensive ends in the draft pool. And a team that is really looking for some help on the edge could very well be seeing what he has been doing in pro day and what he has been doing in training and what he was capable of doing last year. And they're going to say, you know what? We got to take him before he slips away from us. So I think he's very much in position where he's going to be moving up into the first round. We're probably talking about late first round. I'm not saying he's going to skyrocket up. It's not very often that a player just skyrockets into the top half of the first round, but he could definitely sneak into maybe one of the last 10 picks in the first round. I don't think that's entirely off the table at all, the way things have been going right now. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see just how this draft plays out. Of course, this is going to come up at the end of the month. We have lots of time to break into what's going to happen with the NFL draft as far as these Penn Staters are concerned. And I am getting ready to bring in some draft experts that are going to share some of their opinions on players like Michael Parsons, Jason Oway, Pat Fryermuth, maybe Lamont Wade. We'll touch on all of them as we move forward closer to the NFL draft. But for right now, that's going to do it for today's episode. It is the first day of the month, and I always want to make sure we kind of hit the reset button on some of our social media uh, attentions right now. I do want to make sure you guys are aware that we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. You can also follow us on Twitter by following at LockedOnNittany, and we also have the Instagram account. And now is a good time for me to kind of refresh what's going on with the Instagram content. We will try to get back into that a little bit more. And we do want to do some Instagram Lives very soon, so that's going to be floating into the mix at some point. But this is going to be a fun month because we have what looks like it's going to be the end of spring practices for the football team, which will bring an actual spring football game 
hopefully crossing my fingers, knocking on wood. And of course, we'll have the NFL draft. So lots of stuff to pay attention to in the month of April, which is why it's a good time to kind of hit the reset button on our social media presence. And as I mentioned in the intro, we are going to start bringing in some Twitch streams as well. So we want to do some more video and I want to make sure you guys are staying connected with all of that so you can enjoy uh, the Locked On Alliance podcast, not just in this audio form, but in social media forms as well. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my Penn State coverage on Nittany Lions Wire at NittanyLionsWire.usatoday.com. And of course, I'm also a contributor to AthlonSports.com. Make sure you're following this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, whatever you're using to listen to my voice right now, give it a follow. It's totally free to do so. And then, of course, leave a rating and a review if you really want to help us out a little bit more than that. As I mentioned, you can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and check us out on Instagram at LockedOnNittany. Until next time, everybody, have a great Thursday. We'll see what happens with the Friday episode. I don't know if we're going to have one or not for Good Friday going into Easter weekend, but we want to make sure we get your month of April started on the right foot. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye.